amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Greetings, everybody. This is Rich Wilson. Welcome to Fantasy Baseball Live. It is August the 16th. We are six weeks into the season and almost halfway done. I think we're actually a third of the way done officially this weekend. And uh, we've got a great show planned for you. We are going to start off with a guest, the player. We're going to move into Tim's waiver wire right at the top of the show. And then I've got a bunch of questions and discussions for the great Tim McLeod to finish off the show. Timmy, you've written... You know, you've written War and Peace. I don't know if you've, that's a, that's even a reference that makes any sense. You've written a very long piece for the waiver wire this week. Yeah, I don't know who that Warren guy is. Yeah, right, but, okay. uh, <laughs> definitely. At my count, I think there was somewhere just a pinch shy of 1,500 words. Every time I got the thing wrapped, okay, I found another injury and another call up, and it just went on and on and on this week. Uh, it's been a brutal two, three days from a health perspective, hasn't it? And I think just breaking here, Timmy, uh, Bo Bichette, uh, sprained knee out for, he's on the 10-day DL, IL, so that's not good. Arguably, he and Tatis, the hottest players at the moment, and uh, hits the IL. Yeah, I think uh, they were saying on the broadcast last night that uh, he's the only player in the history of the game that's had... RBIs and extra base hits in seven consecutive games or something like that. He's just been on an incredible tear. And it's it's, it's just a shame to see him hitting the IL. Uh, you know, you know, people will be scrambling tonight to try and find some sort of shortstop replacement. And they'll get somebody in there because shortstop's deep, but they're not going to replace Bo Bichette. No. That's not going to happen. Well, you have any recommendations? I think that's one of my questions. I snuck it in there. I'll ask you now, since we've already brought it up, uh, who would you replace him with on, on like in a 15-12 team league? Uh, a very, very good question. But I, I'm thinking Danny Mendick's going to play full-time, and I got him listed in the waiver wire. So, you know, we, we got some power. We got some speed. He's got a great hit tool. So uh, D- Danny Mendick would definitely be with the White Sox. Uh, one of the players I'd be looking at, Rich. Uh, if you want to go back two podcasts ago, I did a fairly deep breakdown of Danny Mendick, everybody. So if you want to go hear that, it's probably about a five-minute uh, scouting report on him. And just a hint, I, I kick and really hit. Can really yeah. hit. 
So yeah, the the one guy that I would be avoiding is Luis Garcia. Okay, mm-hmm. I I know I mentioned him in my waiver wire. I'm thinking NL only. Uh, he's got a long way to go before he's a finished product, and uh, the injury to Castro sort of forced their hand. But right now, I, I'm thinking NL only for Garcia. And, you know, any stolen bases you get, consider it a bonus. But uh, a choice between the two and Mendick uh, definitely is my preferred option. Yeah, well, I would agree there. And anybody else come to mind? Uh, Let me i got to be honest with you. But I really didn't look that deep. I just went to the waiver wire. Are you, are you, uh, are you not an owner of Bo Bichette? Uh, in one league, but, uh, uh, in that it's a different format, Rich. So we're, I'm, I'm sort of, sort of, sort of hoop there. Uh, okay, well, let, let, me, let me, let me give you a couple of guys that are on, at least I just went to a random league mm-hmm. that I'm in and, uh, right. I put in short stop and let's mm-hmm. see here. Uh, let's give me the first five guys at the top of the CBS rank, Nick Ahmad, uh, Jose right. Iglesias, Eric Gonzalez, Chris mm-hmm. Owens, Enrique Hernandez, Johan Carmar- Camargo. I didn't realize he was shortstop eligible. Uh, David Boti, uh, Pat Valaka, who is with the uh, Orioles, Jonathan yeah. Ariz. <laughs> Anybody in there, Timmy? Well, yeah, Ahmed. Okay. I would I would put him ahead of Mendick and Garcia on my okay. list. Uh, kids been playing well. Solid producer. He's sitting in the ninth spot. But, you know, when you, when you start looking at the combination of skills, the the park, the team concept, I know the Diamondbacks have been struggling to score runs, but yeah, you know, Ahmad's got, what, two homers, two stolen bases, 11 RBIs, 13 yep. runs scored. Mm-hmm. Uh, ain't nothing wrong with that. And over the past, what, seven days, he's 4, 5, 8, 9, 11, 4, 22, batting 500. At the beginning of this little streak he's on right now, he was batting 137. He's now got it up to 243 in the past week. So uh, if Nick Ahmed is not owned, uh, jump on that bandwagon and get him owned. Yeah, uh, Bo Bichette, uh, third behind Fernando Tatis and Trevor Story as the third best uh, uh, shortstop in the league, you know, currently this year. So uh, kudos out to him. You know, you know who would have been a really nice pickup if you would have been thinking ahead? And that is on, um, Andre Jimenez with the uh, with the Mets. I think he's up to six stolen bases. Yeah, run, Andre, run. Yeah, he's off to a great start in the stolen base category. I don't think he's going to give you any more than that. And, you know, I, I think... He can hit a little bit, but he's okay. about speed. But, uh, you know, is he a similar player, perhaps, to uh, Aldebar de Mondesi? Maybe. Not as famous, but uh, might be a similar skill set. Yeah, I, I think uh, part of the reason for the for those uh, that high number of stolen bases is the opportunities early on. I think Robinson Cano is either back or he's coming back shortly. Uh, once Rosario gets healthy, then I think you're going to see him more in a pinch running capacity. Mm-hmm. So I, I think the time to grab him was three weeks ago per se, not yep. not right now. 
Unless uh-huh. you unless you can retro the stats, which I doubt you can in most leagues. So wait a minute. So you don't think Jimenez will continue to play full time? Uh only if Rosario's hurt. Or can't play full time. How's that? Well who's playing second base for the uh for the for the Mets? That's Cano, isn't it? Robbie? Yeah, but he's been DHing. Ah, okay. Okay, yeah, you know, and he's played better once it's been, you know, DHing. So I think a really nice double play combination because Jimenez can really pick it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's the better shortstop. Um, I'd love to see those guys flip. I think that that makes them better defensively up the middle. And then without Jonas Cespedes there, don't you play? Don't you play Cano at DH? That's probably where he is as a thirty-eight-year-old. Yeah, but then again, how do you keep Billy Hamilton out of that line? <laughs> That's true. Now, you can argue that Pete Alonso should probably move to the DH and you put in Dom Smith there, but I, I'd rather I'd rather have all of them play and probably sacrifice Dom Smith with, in that scenario, maybe have him as the fourth outfielder kind of roaming around out there. Yeah, right now they've got uh, they've got Jimenez on, on the bench. And the uh, roster resource is showing, uh, what are they showing? Alonzo at first, Smith at DH, Cano at second. Yeah, but that, that's roster resource. That's three guys in a basement trying to figure stuff out, Timmy. I, I, you and I are just as as capable of doing that. And I'm telling you, Jimenez is a good, is a better defensive short, better defensive second baseman than Robbie Cano at this point of the year. I know they have to play him. Why not play him at DH? Pay, play who at DH, uh, Rich? Cano. Okay, yeah, if they play him at DH, then you take Dominic Smith out of the lineup. That's right. And I, I think the Mets are better with Jimenez at second than with Dominic. I think you make him your fourth outfielder. Even though Smith has hit home runs in four of the past five games? Yeah, I do. Maybe they sit Pete Alonso. I was going to say, yeah, you sit Pete I, because you can't, you can't. I don't think Smith can play center field, so Nemo is safe. And you got what Conforto and Jeff McNeil. Now McNeil's McNeil's hurt. out hurting, so that that takes care of that problem for now. But man, Dominic Smith has been absolutely on fire. Rich. He can really play. I like that guy. I'm surprised he's remained a Mets a Met. I believe. I was surprised. I would I would have thought they would have moved him already to try to bring in some additional pitching there, but I think they got to get Jimenez. Don't be surprised, Timmy, if Jimenez still continues to play while that Ahmad Rosario is trade bait over the winter. Uh, that's entirely possible. Or they trade him to uh, the Mets. Trade Jimenez to Philadelphia for Roman Quinn. Yeah, that's true. It is the Mets, right? All right. Any, anything's uh, possible. Before we get into your waiver wire, Tim, uh, yes. we're going to do a little guess the player. Ah, the part of the show where Timmy gets to finish second. My and, and this, I like this, this is this is definitely my uh, my one of my favorite questions because it's all going to be about does Tim listen to Rich, which is documented that you don't. We know this for a fact. Um, every time I go into the kitchen, okay, and I look at my table, it's carved in. Tim does not listen to Rich. It's etched in, it's etched in the table. It's done. It is exactly right. So, Timmy, let me, yeah, let me get to the music here. I got my Jeopardy theme. All right. 
Timmy, this is a guy for a long time, probably a year and a half. I've been yelling that he just has not been getting the playing time. Why hasn't his team given him the playing time? Um, So over the last couple of weeks, he has been getting the playing time. He is now batting 333 with a home run and two stolen bases. Batting leadoff. Tim, let me get to the music. Who is this player that Rich has been belly aching about now for a while? Hmm. Batting leadoff. Batting leadoff. Getting hit after hit. I'll give you a hint because you do Max, not listen Max, to me. Max, Max, Max Kepler comes. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. I'll give you a hint. They were only playing him against left-handed pitching, and I went ballistic. Why not see if he can go both right and left-handed pitching? Mm. Oh. Well, there's so many that fall in there. Uh, yeah, no, 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 no you do not listen to me. This is proof positive. <laughs> <laughs> you laugh at my rants, you kind of, and you're probably staring at your computer and watching your team score instead of listening to me. This is what exactly happens. Timmy, he plays for the Colorado Rockies. The Colorado Rockies? Uh, that might be Hampson? Yes, it is. Con- Garrett- con- considering considering everybody has ran it Hampson in the past two years. And he's actually started. It's got to be six, seven games that's in the right. leadoff spot. Yeah, yeah it's- that, that's, that's exactly what I just said, Timmy. See, you don't even listen to my questions. Come on. Pardon? <laughs> exactly. 51 at-bats, uh, 17 hits. He's batting three thirty-three. a home run, two stolen bases, two for three today. I can't be more thrilled for the kid. Give him a chance to play. I said it. I don't know if he's any good. I know I liked him coming up through the minor leagues, but you got to see if the kid can play. And it's it's good to see him batting against both right and left-handed pitchers. Well, yeah, and you look at the you look at the Rockies lineup. Okay, you don't have to be a rocket scientist. Okay, to figure who who are you going to bat in the leadoff role? Charlie Blackman. Yeah, and waste the RBI opportunities. I don't even think Trevor Story should be hitting in the two spot. You know, Trevor Story should be hitting 3-4. Aaron has got to fit in there somewhere. I would flip Blackman and Story. But, you know, Daniel Murphy in the leadoff rule. Ryan McMahon, David Dole. Like, I mean... Uh, I think Hampson's like, a, a decent leadoff guy. He's, he doesn't uh, walk a ton. Story's arguably their best hitter. Can, uh, so he probably hits number two. Arenado maybe is a better number two hitter. Don't know. I mean, Blackman's off to a ridiculous start. But those are, I mean, uh, Hampson, Story, Blackman, Arenado, Murphy, those are pretty good one through five. Yeah, it is. And when you throw Matt Kemp in there, it becomes just brilliant, <laughs> doesn't it? A guy who had a home run today, his third home run of the season, was Ryan McMahon. Mm-hmm. Bit of a disappointment, though, right? I mean, he just can't yeah. get out of being a, an average to below average player. He's okay. He's not great. Yeah, it's uh, again, he's an average, maybe a bit above when you throw the odd hot streak in there. But no, he, he's never taken the next step, and a lot of us felt he would yeah. at some point. Yep, agreed. Hampson primarily playing center field. Uh, I think actually probably a pretty good center fielder given his speed. So maybe they have found their center fielder finally, Tim. Well, yeah. And again, they still also haven't penciled in a second base. So who knows what the Rockies will do there? You know, Sam Hilliard's on the, on the bench right now. 
But at some point in time, Hilliard could could be playing in that outfield, you know, and you know, force force Hampson back to second, which which I think is I think Hampson at second makes a little bit more sense when you look at their lineup. See, I, I'm not a huge fan of Sam Hilliard. I saw him go in a trade in one of the dynasty leagues, and I kind of scratched my head, going, "What what am I missing there?" I know he's got. Got a little power, got a little speed, but he yep. strikes. He's always struck out a ton. I, I, I'm worried that there's just too much swing and miss in his game, and uh, he's not a he's not a big bruising guy. He's not the Pete Alonzo. If Pete Alonzo puts up a 26 percent strikeout rate, you go okay because he's going to walk a lot. He's going to hit 40 bombs. Sam Hilliard's not that kind of player. He needs to be a better hitter. I, that's what I worry about. Well, yeah, you know, you, you take a look. Uh... Okay, uh, at his minor league numbers, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah, going back to rookie ball, 21% K rate, 28.5, At double A, he was 31.2. At triple A, 29.3. Mm-hmm. Like, those are big numbers. Yeah, and, and, and here's the deal, Timmy. If you've got a bad strikeout rate in the lower minors, that's a red flag. What is probably more telling of what you're going to have in the major leagues is the kind of strikeout rate you're going to have in double and triple A. So it's 28, 29%. He's probably well over 30% in the major leagues unless it's a short sample size. And that's a concern. Well, in 36 uh, plate appearances this year, guess what his strikeout rate is right now? I'm going to guess 42%. You're very close, 38.9. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's. There's just a ton of swing and miss, and they can. You know, major league pitchers are really good. I know that sounds like a stupid statement, but when you see as much minor league baseball as I have, and then and this year it's been interesting to me. I've watched so much major league baseball. You go, damn, these guys are good. <laughs> you know, it's like you forget how good major league baseball players are. Well, yeah, because you're spending most of your time looking at the developmental stage of things. That's right. Not the, not the finished product. So, yeah, no. Uh, Hey, when you're striking out close to 40%, finding full-time work on any team is going to be tough. Finding full-time work on the Rockies, the way they shuffle the deck, next to impossible. What I what I find the most impressive uh, you know, what I, with all these games I've watched is the command of the pitchers. I mean, there's a lot of pitchers, and, and we're not talking one or two, but a lot of pitchers can really command the fastball. I mean, they, they want to put it up in the upper right-hand quadrant. That's where the ball is. And it's really, really impressive to watch. I, I know he's still a rookie, but Alex Reyes was throwing BBs yesterday. I mean, mm-hmm. struck out the side. I know he's in your waiver wire, but, I mean, that's the. I mean, that's what you see when you see a Major League Baseball game as opposed to a low-A guy. He might throw 99 miles an hour and two of them hit the backstop. Well, yeah. I was say, I, as, soon as, as soon as you bring that up, the first thing I think of is Randy Johnson in his debut, okay? Yeah. yeah, you know, missing home plate by like 15 feet, okay? Like, yeah, it's uh, they're, they're, the final finished product is a very polished one in most cases. And sometimes we don't give it enough credit, do we? When I saw Tuki Toussaint for the first time in low A, he hit the, he missed everything, Timmy, and the ball hit the net, and I flinched. I mean, I'm sitting there, it was like, I mean, it's like came out of nowhere. It was, 
I bet you it was 10 feet over the batter's head. It was so ridiculous. And he was all over the place. It wasn't like that was just he, he lost control of it. He had no control that day. And you're just looking at a really athletic kid with zero idea where the ball is going. You're just hoping, boy, I hope this guy learns where the plate is. And he did eventually. He made it to the major leagues. But that's what you get when you go see particularly low, low minor league baseball. And tell me, what was the reaction of the hitters? After that first one hit the screen, and he's well, all, it, they the, come out I, I, full body armor, or what? No, no idea what who the batter was, but the batter just kind of looked looked back at him, and and they start laughing. I mean, what are you going to do? It's like, you know, it's, it, I, I, you know, it was pretty pretty tough. It was pretty tough. You know, the pitching coach went out and talked to him. He's trying to tell him, give me your shoulder down, and it was yeah. crazy. Timmy, let's get to your waiver wire, my friend, as Alex Reyes as a uh, as a uh, tease into that. Yeah, sounds good. Lots of names this week. Uh, we could be here for a while, but that's a good thing. Well, actually, I need to get a drink of water. So if you don't uh, mind, Mr. McLeod, let's take a quick break. Right. We'll be right back, everybody. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lori got me this fancy uh, thing called Hydrate, Tim. It is a water bottle, smart water bottle that connects up to my phone. So I can tell you exactly how many ounces of water I am drinking per day. Very, very impressive. Yeah, I usually measure that by trips to the bathroom in the middle yeah. of the night, Rich. But <laughs> I, drank too, I drank too much yesterday, Timmy. That's all I did was pee all night long. It was terrible. So <laughs> I, to, like, I, I got a little overzealous with the, uh, with the bottle, so I got to go back. To, I tried to do 64 ounces a day. I think I did almost 80 ounces yesterday. Was, that was not good. Well, you'll be impressed because I'm thinking about you as I'm drinking my pineapple crush. Are you really? Pineapple crush. Yeah, I got a pineapple crush going today. Uh, they started carrying them all over uh, all over Minnesota. So the last time I was there, I picked up a case. And they expired two and a half months ago, so I figured I'd try one out today. They're still okay. <laughs> you got them a discount. That's that's well played, Timmy. That's well played. Okay, let's get to the waiver wire. It uh, It is a good one, Timmy. I don't know how many names you have. Uh, you did misspell totaling. You had two L's in totaling. No. Yes, that's totally. That's totally wrong. That's, I don't, is that is that uh, Canadian? No, 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 no. We, oh, it's that's, not. That's, no, that's just bad spelling. No, that's just bad grammar. Oh, I'm sorry. I was gonna. I, I apologize to him. I didn't mean to, to. I thought it was actually that was the way maybe Canadian spell totaling. So, so just yeah. 
you missed that lesson in school somewhere. Well, yeah, I was probably playing playing hooky. I, I was never never real good about uh, attending English, and as as a result, when I first started writing, it was brutal, Rich. It, it, like I mean, we're talking totally br- br- brutal. So so it's funny. We were, Lori and I were talking the other day about uh, you know this hole that kids now have in this, their education because of the stupid COVID. So many are you know going teaching from school from home and all of that. And it reminds me of phonics, Timmy. I, the year or two I, when they were supposed to teach you how to read through phonetics, right? the school I was going to had this brilliant idea to teach a different kind of method. I have no idea what it was called, but I never learned how to phonetically sound out words. And to this day, I, I mean, that's why I struggle with so many you know, Spanish names. I have no idea how to do it. I just don't know how. Wow, I just didn't pay attention. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I like your story, though. I might use it in the future, Rich, but I don't feel like a dumbass. Maybe that's, that's the, uh, I'll give you a room, sorry, late on the rim shot. Maybe that's, that's a good story. Maybe I'm just making up for, uh, making excuses for my inability to talk, but uh, that's it. Speaking, I got the first one, though. Jesus Aguilar, Timmy, the guy who was so good two years ago, terrible last year, and he makes the waiver wire for the first time. Well, yeah, 47 percent's a little bit low based on what he's done over the past week or so. He's he's heated up, eleven for twenty nine, a homer, nine RBIs. Uh, just be very very careful because at some point in time we know who Jesus Aguilar is. Okay, when he's hot, he's hot. He'll give you great production. Uh, when he's not hot, uh, he'll be looking up at the Mendoza line. And that's one of the reasons that uh, I like Luan Diaz so much is because I don't think we're going to see the swings that we see out of a a Jesus Aguilar with Diaz. But right now, Aguilar's hot if he's available. So we'll get to Luan Diaz. I'll talk about Luan Diaz. Timmy, do you get your microphone next to your mouth there or is it somewhere Uh, else? Yeah, no, it's like I'm just adjusting it now. Does that sound better? Or? No, I'll just turn you up a little bit. So maybe it's uh, yeah. maybe it's my volume that's not uh, not good. But okay. Yeah, I never I never move the the speaker. It's okay. It it would be a microphone, Tim. So just maybe that's a, you're talking into the speaker. That's the problem. Maybe I'm learning these things wrong. I shouldn't be talking into those dual earpieces. I thought that was pretty stereo. That would be so freaking brilliant if we found out for the last ten years you've been speaking into the speaker as opposed to that phone. Because I wanted to be in stereo, right? Exactly. Which. By the way, would actually somewhat fit. <laughs> so. Yeah, there's a rational explanation for it somewhere. I haven't figured it out yet, but I know there's got to be, right? Oh, phonetically speaking or not, it is Alex Bohm, Timmy. Big, yes. tall, gigantic man with a bit of a long swing. A swing seems to have gotten longer when I saw him. I only saw him once in the minor leagues. I don't remember the swing being that long, but he's up and he's going to have the opportunity to play. Yeah, I believe he was two for four with an RBI today. And a run scored, hitting six, seven, somewhere at the bottom end of the lineup. Uh, That won't last long if he keeps hitting. Uh, Definitely a player that's going to play full-time, like you said, being that I listen. And uh, (laughs) 
and one that you're going to want to have, Ross. If, if he's sitting out there this week, be prepared to part with some money. Yeah, yeah. I think I think you're you're going to have to do that. Just I saw the game. At least I saw one of his hits, and it was an excuse me double. So he kind of hit it off the end of the bat, and it went up uh, right on the line. So uh, okay. So it shows the kind of power he had because it was hit a long way, but it was. Let me just stick the bat out and cover the outside of the plate, and he, he was able to hit it. Next guy is Dylan Carlson, and he's gotten off to a pretty good start, Tim. Yeah, a good player uh, with a number number of double headers that St. Louis is playing. You know Carlson's going to get lots of at-bats, lots of playing time. Uh, I would have a tendency to look at... At Carlson, who I spelled wrong in the article. I don't yeah, know I, 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 I fixed it. I took one of the L's from totally. Oh, there we go. That, that's why I had two L's in totally. I was saving one for Carlson and I missed it. Uh, yes. Uh, who are you taking between the two? I, I sort of like Carlson a little better because there's some speed potential there. Oh, there's, but there's t- between him and, and Bohm? Yeah. Oh, there's no question. I'll, I'll, I take Carlson in a heartbeat. Okay. Even okay. though I think Bohm. Playing time might be a little bit more secure than than Carlson. I think Carlson's too good. Than the fact that they brought him up and the 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 Cardinals, I think, or believe they can kind of compete in the uh, National League Central, even though they're so far behind playing games. I think he still plays. Well, there's a lot of parity. Maybe we would seem in that division. You know, the Cubs are off to a great start. I don't think they're as good as a record. I think they'll come back a little bit. But you look at everybody else, and nobody's really stepped up. There's all you know. There's a lot of 500 type clubs. Uh, I uh, why 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 would you rule the Cardinals out? Uh, you know, I I think they can compete in that division. So it'll be interesting to see. Uh, how they go about trying to compete because they, they got a lot of adversity they're going to be dealing with a lot yeah. of long days. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, you know, there's two reasons I would count outs too strong of a word that I'd be concerned as a Cardinal fan. It's just all the games they have to make up and quite frankly, the Pittsburgh pirates. Well, yeah, no, it's, <laughs> uh, they're, uh, they're up and coming team, Tim. Uh, yes, they are. Uh, I heard when eventually, the son of the son of the son of Nutting sells that team. They'll be contenders. Yeah. Another Dylan. Dylan Cease. Uh, yes. Timmy, he's starting to look more like the guy who was in the minor leagues that could throw 100 miles an hour with a little bit of control. Not good last year. Much better this year. Well, yeah, he got off to a rough start. The first game was pretty horrible, okay? And at that point in time, people were issuing cease and desist, desist orders. But you can tear them up now. Past three starts, only three earned runs. Uh, th- three wins in a row. Uh, again, he's sitting at 54% in CBS, which means when you get into 12-team leagues, there's a, good, there's a possibility that he's going to be out there even to a higher level than that 54%. So give it a good look. Uh, he's pitching well right now. Luan Diaz is a kid that I've I've liked a lot, particularly last year. I have him in a number of dynasty leagues. I know you do as well, Tim. Yeah. Um, and he got the call. He got a couple of hits the first night. I think he got another hit today. Does he get the playing time? Well, right now, Garrett Cooper is nowhere to be found. Okay, he's on the COVID IL. Uh, as long as Cooper is out... I, I think what it depends on is 
how well he gets off to how, how, how good a start he gets off to. And so far it's been pretty good. No complaints. If he hits, I think he stays. And rather than waiting a week to see the results, I, I am suggesting people buy in now a little bit low because if he goes on a little bit of a mini tear, the price you're going to pay next week is going to be a lot more. It's worth taking a chance if you, you know, if you've got the bench space. I will break him down uh, in my prospect podcast this week. But the difference in Lewin Diaz in 2019 and Lewin Diaz in 2015, 14, 17 is he lost weight and he got into shape. And if, you know, because when I saw, I, I was shocked at the transformation of this guy. It was like, wow, nutrition has got a hold of him. I mean, you could just tell. And it, he got more orthotic, Tim. He wasn't this big hulking guy that it's like, oh, man, you can get fastballs by him. He actually he actually started turning on pitches, and it was actually very, very impressive when I saw him. So what you might be insinuating with this discussion. <laughs> I, I know where you're going. Yes, I am. <laughs> yes, there's a, there's a player that uh, in Buffalo that – could be paying attention and should be paying attention. Is that what Who's you're way better than this guy? <laughs> way, way better. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Another guy that oh, well. we've always kind of liked Timmy, but the Yankees, they just don't like him. that. We know they don't like him, Right. And that is Clint Frazier. And uh, kudos to him. He's gotten off, got the call and has gotten off to a really strong start. Well, yeah, a couple home runs, five RBIs, I think last night, uh, uh, I love my lead-in to this one, uh, Rich. There are three certainties in life. Death, taxes, and that Giancarlo Stanton and Aaron Judge, sometimes both at the same time, will spend time on the IL. That sums it up rather eloquently, doesn't it? Uh, uh, I agree with you. I agree you with know, you. Come on, Yankees. Find a place for Clint Fraser on a full-time basis. He's too good a player to be playing at the alternate site or where at double A, triple A, wherever wherever they're they're hiding him. Get him active and going day day after day. And yeah, right now uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he's got a permanent smirk on his face right about now. What do you think? I know if it was me, I would. Yeah, I, I think I would as well. And we know he's a little bit on the cocky side. Always has been that way. But I know you want. The Yankees, you've called the Yankees out, and I think rightly so. But does he get full-time playing time? Because you know Stanton's going to be out for at least two or three weeks. I'm hearing more like a month. Okay, all right, a month. So most of the rest of the season then, basically. (laughs) Stanton might be back for the playoffs. Well, they'll have – I think it's a guarantee that Stanton gets three to four games in the last week of September Mm -hmm. as a playoff tune-up. But I think Frazier can play full-time right basically through the end of the year, the next five weeks, so five, six weeks. So I think you got to go out there and spend some money on this kid. He can play. Yeah, I totally agree. Here's a guy that I was a little disappointed when I saw him live, and that is Luis Garcia. I thought – I just thought he'd, he'd look better than he did, and I just thought he was kind of a – a bit of a lazy player at the plate. I, you know, he was always comp to Juan Soto in terms of his ability to to work counts and you know and so forth. And I just did not see that in the player. But it looks like he's gotten the call. 
Well, yeah, Starlin Castro suffered a broken right wrist uh, Friday night, so they've turned to Garcia. And I agree, Rich. I, you know, he when I saw him in the AFL, he hit some amazing fly balls to the shortstop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, he, <laughs> oh, man. I just said the bat speed's not great. He doesn't have really good foot speed. He looks a little lazy out there. I, I, I didn't like him at all when I saw him. Uh, ditto. My my thoughts exactly. Uh, I mentioned him because he's going to play full time, and I think uh, he will steal a, a few bases. So in a, an NL only type league, I, I think he's a, a decent roster. But when you start looking at anything other than NL only, it's a pass for me right now. Yep. Now I will tell you, Tim. A couple three years ago, before Soto got the call. People would say Luis Garcia and Juan Soto in the same sentence as really being able to to hit the ball uh, and really work a walk. And obviously they've gone somewhat in different directions, but just know at least early in his career, that was what people thought of him. Well, yeah, and I can get that, Rich, because uh, I've seen Garcia fly out to the shortstop, and I've also (laughs) seen Soto Bunt to the shortstop. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, I'm just, I'm just, just in case the guy breaks out and becomes a 450 OPP uh, on base percentage guy, at least can point and say, well, I did hear that when he was 17. So let's move on to me. Kevin Gossman, I think I mentioned him in preseason, real preseason, as a kid that I kind of like going to San Francisco. And he gives up too many home runs. He gives up too many hits, but strikeouts are there and he doesn't walk a whole lot. Well, yeah, I, I was uh, I was going through some of the stats and looking at some of the numbers, and I, I went to Ghostman because I I listened to your spring. Oh, uh, man, man. Oh, okay. oh, that's patronizing. If I've ever heard of it, but it's well played. <laughs> <laughs> Me patronize, Rich? I'm shocked. Uh, I'm almost hurt. <laughs> almost being the key word. <laughs> but no, I, I started lucky. Oh, 421 ERA, 117 WHIP. Yeah. But then you take a look at the strikeout-to-walk ratio. You know, he's tossed 25 and two-thirds innings, 34 strikeouts and five walks. Okay, yeah, you're, you're right. He gives up too many home runs. But you got to look at that strikeout-to-walk ratio and say, you know, as a number four, five, six-type starter, in a, there's value there yeah. purely from that strikeout rate. Yeah, he's not going to win a whole lot of games. He's playing for a really, really bad team. But, yeah, he's a guy who was well thought of. He got screwed by the Orioles like all pitchers do. They never really helped him develop a slider. And maybe the, the, the Giants can. That's the pitch he's missing to really get off, uh, get right-handed batters out consistently. But, I mean, he's got good, you know, he's got a good fastball. He's got a good changeup. So, I mean, there's something there to work with. Well, yeah, exactly. And if Dylan Bundy can do it, why not Ghostman? I totally agree with you. I, I remember it was the big three coming up. It was Dylan Bundy, Kevin Gossman, and Hunter Harvey. Mm. And all three of them, I mean, didn't even come close to their ceiling. All three of them essentially were failures for the Orioles. Well, yeah, it, it sort of reminds me of the same situation in Kansas City a few years before that. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when they had all of their their bonded prospects. At least Danny Duffy season. made it, though. He mm-hmm. was pretty good for a period yeah, of time. I, I, I agree. But, uh, yeah, no, Baltimore's got a history of not developing pitchers. No, and it's a shame. I mean, uh, 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 an organization 
in their history with Jim Palmer, McNally, and some of the other guys that they did back in the Quayar, 60s and 70s. Yeah, I mean, they developed, I think where they traded for, but, uh, but they, they developed guys. And uh, and then all of a sudden, there's this recent thing with Buck Showalter just as a, it's just a blemish on their rich pitching um, kind of history. And it bums me out as a growing up as an Oriole fan. Yeah, I could see where it would, uh, yeah. Rich, but at least you still have the Orioles growing up as an Expos fan. I admit I got a whole <laughs> list of other complaints. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder if the Orioles still exist. Oh, they, they played okay this year. Robbie Grossman, Tim, with the yeah. – oh, we brought him up on the Friday show, which I got a lot of good positive feedback on the Friday show. So uh, <laughs> keep, what you're, keep doing what you're doing, Timmy, because people really like what the information you were sharing. Well, again, it's all about the questions, right? Oh, golly. It's just thick here. It's really, really thick here. <laughs> what can I say? I'm, a th- I'm thick as a brick, Rich. <laughs> he gets one question wrong, and it just keeps pouring it on. Robbie Grossman, any other any other comments on Robbie Grossman? Uh He's always been able to take a walk. He still can. In yeah. addition to that, you, we got three homers. We got four stolen bases in the first 53 at-bats. Uh, the fact that he is only rostered in 7% of the leagues at CBS is wrong. It's just flat-out wrong. People, maybe they're looking at the Robbie Grossman from, from, from two years ago, three years ago, and they've got that mindset that, He's still that Robbie Grossman, but he's playing well enough. He should be owned in 100% of leagues using OBP. Oh, okay. That was, that was what I was going to ask you. What about a batting average league? Oh, I believe he's hitting 300. Yeah. Or so very, the answer very, is yes. Yeah, the answer is yes. Yeah, okay. get, this, get this guy on your roster. He's definitely going to help. Another guy that you, I was going to say, kid, another guy that you mentioned was Nick Marcakis. I still can't believe Ronald Acuna is gone. I mean, that, that didn't make a whole lot of news. He just quietly went on the IL. Um, yeah. And Marcakis, he's not Ronald Acuna, doesn't have that potential, but he's a good player. Yeah, he's a good, solid player, and he's going to play full time. He's going to play every day. I believe he's got a, an RBI or two today, as a matter of fact. So. Again, if you're looking for a full-time bat, he's available. Uh, go give him a look. My my labor team is sinking quicker than a submarine with a screen door, Rich. Uh, pairing up of Ozzy Albies. And a- Wait, hold on. Hold on. I got to get here. I actually laughed out loud on that. I'm sitting there thinking, wow, that's, that's pretty remarkable. A screen door. I've never heard that before. Did you just make that up? Or that sounds like, like Henny Youngman or something would say that. Well, well, you know, when I was young, Henny Youngman was an idol, Rich. So. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's a, it's a saying I used for years and years when I was younger. I just haven't used it in a while. It just came to, it just came to mind as we were. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's away. the first time you've used that. I, I'm sure others will fact check that, but I'm pretty sure it's the first time I've heard it. Well, you know, we we got we got to keep things a little fresh, Rich. You know, after ten years, you know, you can only hear Litos intolerance so long, right? Exactly. So, Timmy, you were talking. Your labor team is is in, in the notes. I, I haven't been tracking uh, Ronald Acuna when he's going to be back. Are you hearing tomorrow? Oh, uh, he's on the IL. He's not going to be back until the weekend at the earliest. But my combination, my Atlanta Braves combination of Acuna and Ozzy Albie's. Uh, it's not getting it done for me, Rich. 
Okay, all, all right. You said his nagging injury was supposed to return on Monday, but now he's on the IL, so it's next weekend. Timmy, let's take a break, and then we get back. I, I definitely want to talk about this next guy because I think you're spot on with him, and I'm excited about it. Me too. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Last year in the first half, we talked about this guy, this this prospect pitcher, way more than Mackenzie Gore, Nate Pearson, even Dustin May, and that was Casey Mize. And then he got hurt with a shoulder impingement. It looked terrible after he got back, and uh, we're really worried. But they need to bring him up, Tim. Well, now that uh, Ivan Nova has been placed on the 10-day uh, IL with the triceps tendonitis, it, it's time. They talked about bringing him up, I believe it was last Sunday, for a spot start. Okay. Uh, Gardy didn't... Uh, Plus, they, they missed all those games, too. I think they are supposed to make St. Louis, so that pushed everything back. Yeah, I. nothing has been confirmed, Okay. But with Nova going on the IL and Tyler Alexander is looking like he's going to return to a long relief role, the Tigers are short a few pitchers this week. They, you know, the rumor was he was going to be, you know, it was going to be last Sunday for his debut. I feel relatively safe in saying that he's going to start this week. And in tote, I I have Mize, and I'm going to put him in my active lineup and hope for the best. I think it's a smart move, actually. Uh, and I, I, I hope he gets in because I want to see what he can do. I mean, his stuff yep. was unhittable in the first half of last year. So I want to know if it's – because if he's healthy, Timmy, I think he has a chance to be a special pitcher. We're going to find out, I think, very quickly if he's healthy when he gets up to the majors. Yeah, as my labor team is sinking, my Tote Wars team, uh, all of a sudden I'm a lot more optimistic because Betts has started hitting. And uh, I played the stash the player game. So I've got Carlson, Bohm. And Casey Mize, all stashed in my minors. So I'm in fifth spot there. So I'm feeling a little bit more optimistic about Tote Wars. Right about Do you now. actually have a minor league roster in Tote Wars or just your bench? Just my bench. My six-man bench, I've got I've got those three players sitting on there. Okay. Are you going to activate Bohm? I'm going to activate them all. So who are, you, who are you taking? So interesting. So who are you going to sit for Bohm and for uh, Carlson? Well, that's a good question. Let me just take a quick spy at my team. Uh, I my offense is is playing well, and I got I got a chance to get 
probably close to 55 points out of my offense, Rich. And you want to replace two of them? Uh, sounds like yes, Bellinger the, changing a sounds like Bellinger changing a swing, Tim. <laughs> well, uh, there there are a couple players that probably could could be replaced. Uh, uh, I've actually got uh, the Japanese phenom Satsuko on my bench there, if you can believe that. But uh, we got a bet. From- You're going to lose that bet, Tim. You got twenty five. Home- you got twenty five home runs or leading the league or something in our steak and liquor. You might as well kiss that one goodbye. Yeah, I think that one's toast. Yeah, <laughs> Even I, I, if we prorate it, you're done. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to take Brian. I'm going to take Brian Reynolds and put him into my reserve. Okay, so you're going to okay. play Bohm. You're going to play Bohm. No, you're going to play Bohm over. Uh, who are you going to play Bohm over? I'm going to put Bohm at corner infield. Move Eric Hosmer to my utility spot, and sit. Uh, either Jacoby Jones or Willie Calhoun, but Calhoun's starting to play better. So uh, again, Jacoby I, Jones I, major like, wow, like player. Well, like, yeah, I, you know, I, who do, am I going to sit Trent Grisham? No. Or can, or Conforto or Mookie Betts. I'm not going to sit Kyle Seeger yet. You know, he's still playing well. Uh, I, I, I think, I, I think you sit Bohm. <laughs> I think that's yeah. who you sit. I'm going to put him at corner infield and move Hosmer to utility, and I have to set, set one of my outfielders. Well, I think you Carlson for Reynolds makes a lot of sense. I think you get Carlson in there. But do you really want to play Baum over Jacoby Jones, who's hot? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to give it a shot for one week, see what happens. Okay. So what, what's the philosophy there? You just You just want to see what happens, or you think Jacoby Jones is – is not going to get the playing time, or he's going to cool off. I mean, what's what's your thinking there? Uh, my thinking is Jones is likely to cool off a little bit. Okay, and right now Boom's on a high. He just got called up. He's got a couple hits today and an RBI. Uh, I think he's going to. I think he's going to produce. Who does Philadelphia play next week? Ah, uh, good question. Philadelphia again. Ivan, that's just my. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, guaranteed. Boom has to be active because the they got a couple. They got Boston for a couple of games. He <laughs> he could hit seventeen home runs in those two games. <laughs> right. Okay. And then, then they got Toronto and Atlanta. So Atlanta can't uh, pitch either. So yeah, yeah. No, we got a. Like I said, I, I hadn't gone that yeah. so far as to look, but no, it definitely he has to be starting. And Carlson has to be starting because uh, they're playing all those double headers. Yeah, they, they could play 17 games next week. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. Okay, it's, it's going to be fascinating. We'll, we'll, we'll see, Timmy, on next Sunday. We will see what Bohm did and what uh, J- uh, Jacoby did and yeah. uh, see if it was the right move. Yeah, like, uh, like I said, I'm just feeling real optimistic about this team. I need some pitching is what I need because I got Jack Flaherty, and he's killing me because, again, he hasn't played. Mm-hmm. So Speaking of I, killing, Temmy, uh we always talk about your team. I, I don't talk about yeah. my team for good reason because I'm not having a very good season. I, I they're, they're All the teams are just fading. Um, but you know who has been – probably one of the more disappointing players for me this year is Walker Bueller. Like when, when are we going to see, I mean, 
it's not fair now to blame everything on a late start. I mean, he was not good last night. Well, you can you can blame it on a late start. It's only as it's April for him. If right? it's third game, I mean, at what point? At what point is he going to become Walker Bueller? Uh beginning of August. How many innings did he well, get? Wait a in? oh, let me check. Hold on for a second. It's August sixteenth. So September, September. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he, he's got four starts in. Uh, I'm I'm predicting by his next start, we'll start seeing the Walker uh, Walker Bueller of old. Yeah, I, I went to sleep not relatively. I did, I just I didn't watch the game last night, and I just looked at the stat line. I'm like, come on! I mean, it just it, it just. That league I have him in, I thought that team was pretty good, and it's like everybody's pulling a Walker Bueller. They all stink, and it's they got Jose Altuve, and I got all these guys that are just terrible. Well, you only walked one last night, if that's any consolation. <laughs> that's good. Freddie Peralta, <laughs> Timmy, uh, he, he seems to make the list at least once a year. Well, yeah, and he's on the terror right now. Uh, you know, I, again, scanning through the numbers and seeing what's happened over the past seven days – He's got he struck out nineteen, Rich. Okay, in his last nine innings, you know, no no earned runs. You know, maybe Freddie Peralta is is a long reliever extraordinaire, and maybe Milwaukee should leave him there. Yeah. Same with Corbin Burns. You know, the, the same situation. You know, go with go with two three inning starters, and then you know throw in Peralta and Burns and. Uh, Again, you you look at the numbers that Peralta is producing right now, and somewhere you got to get him in your lineup. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if he's yeah. doing that kind of stuff, I mean, the wins are probably going to come because he'll take over for somebody. He'll be mm-hmm. able to keep the other team down, and the and the Brewers still have a pretty good offense, and you know, there's a chance to sneak some wins in. Yeah, you, you look at those. How many how many pitchers in the past nine innings have struck out nineteen? Uh, I do, do. I have to. If I guess, do you have the answer? No, I don't have a Six. clue. But not. Yeah, I was say, not very, not very many. Six is good. I'll accept that answer. Yes. You have to because you didn't do the research. <laughs> you did do the research on the next guy. I give you a lot of kudos because I believe you brought him up last week, Timmy, and uh, he's been getting the save opportunities. He's been converting, and now Kirby Yates is out with bone spurs in the elbow, and that's Drew Pomeranz. Yeah, I, I picked him up in a couple leagues uh, a little bit earlier, but, you know, it's at the stage right now where I, I think we can rule Yates out for a long period of time. Okay, when you're dealing with bone, bone spurs, you know, nothing is going to happen quickly. Uh, Pomeranz has a job, and, yeah, seven and two-thirds inning, he, he's, yet to, he's yet to allow a run. He's only allowed one hit. Uh, right now he could be, he could be a top five closer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, if he's available, go get him. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, who are they? Do we even know who the top five closers are? Um, we should do that. Let's do that on Friday. I'm yeah, going to have, I'm going to give you an assignment. Them. Rank the top 10 closers. Okay, I, yeah, I, 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 I don't even know who they are. 
I'll do it Thursday uh, after all the games are played. Because <laughs> yeah, it'll, it's gonna, it'll change, change on Saturday. I mean, it's yeah, crazy, it, right? Yeah, some, somebody will lose their job Thursday night. So I wanna, I'm, I'm going to be up to snuff and very current, okay? For actually, it'll have to be our Thursday show because uh, oh, that's right. I'm going that's into right. Thunder Bay Friday this week. So, yeah, uh, I'll have it ready for Thursday, Rich. Done. I'm glad you reminded me of that, Timmy, because I have already forgotten. So uh, I will now i got to write that down somewhere. Yeah, uh, I was going to say, already... unlike, unlike me, Rich, you know, not everybody listens. <laughs> I listen to the important stuff, like uh, like who to pick up, not necessarily uh, like Tyler Chatwood. Thank you very much, Timmy. That's That's been a big help. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, we've already oh. we've already mentioned Alex Ray. Timmy, if there's one guy I am rooting for, it is him. Uh, yeah. I mean, this kid has gone through a lot of problems. Tommy John surgery. His daughter was seriously uh, ill, and uh, he didn't pitch at all last year partially take helping take care of her and it's it's been a tough go for the kid and uh got a little thicker in the bot in the lower half to me i mean he's really started to put on some weight but it, it, it might actually help him just to have those those big strong legs and man he was pumping it lot yesterday well apparently he he also hasn't lost the cockiness yeah because yeah apparently when he struck out the, the last batter he 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 yeah. let the world know that he was uh, that he was impressed with his performance, and rightfully hey, so. He struck yeah. out the side. Yeah, good. For but him. look at the kids gone through Timmy. I mean, this, the, oh. I mean, I mean, he he looked like when he came back from Tommy John. Remember what he did in the minor leagues? It's like, oh my gosh, right. this guy. And he got hurt the first like on the mm-hmm. third or fourth inning. It was terrible. And he was out for another year. Well, yeah, uh, when he was going through that stint in the minors, I I, I don't think he allowed a a hit. Okay, in like 15, 18, 20, whatever it was, it was it was off the charts good. It was too good. You know, we hadn't seen numbers like that at any level in a long time. And then, like you said, his first game, he gets hurt and we're back to back to square one. So, you know, when you look at St. Louis, you know, when you look at uh, all of a sudden you got Gant and Miller and if Reyes is pitching well out of the bullpen, uh, uh, throw Gallegos in there. All of a sudden, the Cards' bullpen is looking pretty solid, and they're going to need that with all of the uh, games they're going to be playing. Reyes will be one of those guys, Timmy, that kind of will get lost once he loses um, minor league eligibility in a uh, dynasty league. And one day we're going to look up, and he's going to be still slinging 99 miles an hour, and it's going to be May, and he's going to have 18 saves, and you're going to go, this this guy finally, like, became something because the, the arm is too special if he can stay healthy it's probably done as a starter just because you know they'll probably try to extract some value out of him mm-hmm. um but that the that arm's too good you don't throw 99 miles an hour with control and a team gives up on you well and i know one of the things that i will be doing this evening is going through all of my dynasty leagues just to see if he got dropped yeah I mean that's yeah, smart. I don't. I I think I've already done that, and he didn't in any of the ones I'm in. So uh, uh, okay, so that knocks two off the list. That <laughs> me, still leaves me one. <laughs> I could be lying, Timmy, so you won't go and check, and I can uh, bid on him without you. So just just know that I might do that. I can't, Rich. No, you would not stoop to that level. No. Yeah, I can't I, see that. I, I, I probably could. Just, I, I, Timmy, I'm not the nice one. You are. So let's Uh-oh. let's be real. Cabert uh, Ruiz. I, Timmy, I didn't realize he actually had gotten the call. 
Yeah, Will Smith's gone from day to day with the neck inflammation to the 10-day IL. Uh, 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 again, they've given Ruiz the call. Uh, he did work with May, okay, uh, down on the farm. So it'll be interesting to see if they pair the two of them up. But I, I think you're looking at probably a week to two weeks of at-bats. And that strikeout-to-walk ratio, uh, it's got my attention. You know, so many catchers out there just flat-out suck. I'll take two weeks of, of, of Kbert Ruiz, even at two, maybe three uh, starts a week. If he can, if he can, you know, if he can show some sort of a hit tool, which most, most catchers can't right now. Yeah, so, I mean, Will Smith was looked upon as the defensive catcher and Kbert Ruiz was looked upon as the offensive catcher as they were coming through the minor leagues and then Will Smith blows up and the rest, right. as they say, is history. So Tim is right. Do not like look past Cabert Ruiz as a as a guy that's not going to get the opportunity. Here's another thing: the Dodgers only get rid of guys, Timmy, that they want to get rid of. They don't get rid. They don't keep guys that uh, just for nothing. They they like this kid. Well, he's 22 years old. There's yeah. a lot to like. There's a lot to like there, Rich. But there's been a lot of chances for them to trade him, Tim, because he was he was a kid that kept being asked asked upon, and uh, they same thing with Dustin May, the same thing with uh, Lutz, and they've uh, they've they've said no to all of those guys. So just know that. Mm-hmm. Very valuable information to share, Rich. Right, because I mean, look, they've all like Bellinger, May is probably if he doesn't get hurt, is he your NL Rookie of the Year? Uh, I have to take a good look to see who qualifies, but he's off to a great start, no doubt about it. Yep, and uh, and and where's where's Gavin Lux? Uh, at the alternate site, yeah, working on honing his skills. Yeah, poor guy. I mean, it's it's that's tough, man. Dom Smith, we talked about him, Timmy. Anything more? Ah, past four games, four homers. Uh, he will be sending Jonas Cespedes a Christmas card uh, yeah. this year, Rich. I like, I've always liked Dom Smith. A guy can really pick it at first, too. Nick Solak. Yeah, seven, past seven, 12 for 25 with a homer and a stolen base. Uh, Santana is going to be coming off the IL. He's oh, going to be going back. In Danny the Santana, the god Danny Santana? That one, yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, I, I, I spell that G-A-W-D with usually uh, a damn after it, but we won't go there. <laughs> okay. Well played. Well, that, that's, that deserves a rim shot. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, it's, I, my, it's my risk A side, Rich. What can I say? But Solak's been playing well, and Ruffnett Odor, the last time I looked, was batting about a buck forty. With an ops of around 400. At he's, some point in time, that's going to end. He's been exposed, Tim. He's got exposed a couple of years ago. He he, he can be pitched to. Mm-hmm. Yes, he can. And I have a feeling that as the season progresses, we're going to see more and even more of Nick, Nick Solak. So, again, roster to the tune of 38%. I think now is a, now is a good time to invest Gregory Soto, he was brought to my attention by the great John Dean, um, okay. and I, I, you know, I can't watch everything, Timmy, and I kind of ignored him. I'm like Gregory Soto, come on, yeah. right? And no, Gregory Soto has been doing well, so I apologize to the great John Dean. Uh, Soto looks like he's developing. 
Well, yeah, 10 shutout innings, uh, Buck Farmer's on the IL, so we're now looking at a pitcher who's uh, one injury or a bit of ineffectiveness away from actually earning saves, uh, four, 14 strikeouts in those 10 shutout innings. Uh, Soto's getting it done in a big in a big time way. If your league uses holds, uh, get this guy rostered and into your everyday lineup. Guy that Tim like, loves is Rowdy Talies. I think he just loves the name of Rowdy. And was, yep. was, wasn't there a uh, professional wrestler, wrestler called Rowdy? Yeah, Rowdy, Rowdy Piper. I that's why I always say Rowdy, Rowdy to Liz. How did you know that, Tim? That was a little discouraging that you actually knew it that quickly. I read an article once. Oh, the the article. Ah, I got it. it, I got it. It was the article. Yeah, nothing sinks in unless I read it. Okay, sometimes even twice. Look, I'm not the biggest fan of Rowdy to Liz, so I'm going to just leave it to you to pump him up. Well, I'm, I'm calling Buffalo Coors North based on what I've seen. Balls are flying out of there. Are they really? Are, wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's it, it's ridiculous. But, you know, hey, he's played two games in Buffalo. He's got a pair. Of, he's got two homers, four RBIs. He's streaky. Telez is one of those guys that, okay, uh, he'll get hot on a Monday. You'll pick him up on Sunday. He, he'll go cold the following, the first day you have him active in your lineup. Uh, we're only two games uh, – three today into the hot streak. So uh, he's the sort of guy that uh, if the Jays are at home, he might be worth having, especially right now while he's on a streak, uh, he might be worth having active. Yeah. Your buddy Tasuga just hit a home run. Oh, on my bench. I like that. Oh, he's he's, because I was looking, he's up playing in Buffalo. So uh, just hit a three run home run, I think. Ah, I didn't need the RBIs either. Yeah, I didn't need the RBIs. Uh, Vlad hasn't done anything yet, so of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, there's there's an interesting stake in liquor. Come the end of the year, Satsuga will out-earn Vlad Guerrero Jr. Uh, yeah, I, oh. I, I don't even want to. I No bets. <laughs> I'm off my bets with Vlad Guerrero. I'm not doing it because uh, I just uh, – I, I, I thought that was a perfect opportunity, yeah. Rich. To, until until he loses guy. weight, Timmy, I'm I'm I no, I'm not doing it. Yeah, no, I I don't believe you. I I don't blame you. Right now, he's <laughs> he's struggling. Yeah, it really is. Luis Urias, Tim. Yeah. Uh, hey, I'm I'm not sure about the power. Not sure about the speed, but I think he'll hit. So depending on where he is in the lineup. Uh, and depending on how deep your league is, I think the hit tool could provide some value. Yeah, I, I I downshifted on him a few years ago when he was with the Padres. I think you remember that. Yeah, yep. he can he can hit a little bit. There's just no secondary skills there, right? I mean, he can develop power. He's not going to develop a lot of speed, but he could develop power, but not what I saw. Yeah, you know who I like to comp him to and uh, is Corey Spangenberg. That's a bad comp. That's not good. I mean, Corey Spangenberg has, what, six, seven-year career as a utility guy? He's still playing in Japan. Oh, okay. Exactly. Oh, so he's going to come back, and oh, my word. Corey, it's yes. all Corey Spangenberg all the time when he comes back. Everybody just mark the time, 521 on the 18th. Tim, as soon as Spangenberg comes up, he's going to be the next great guy. 
you know, Rich, just to show you the type of guy that I am, okay, and how hard I'm willing to work for the site, I've already written 4,000 words on Spangenberg, okay, for when he returns. So, you know, just be prepared to do some editing, okay? Uh, I've, been, I've been picking at you a lot today, Timmy. I hope, you, I hope it's okay. Uh-oh. I didn't, I didn't notice. Sorry. <laughs> Remember, I don't listen. That's <laughs> true. That's true. Uh, oh, okay. The, the last guy, uh, before we take a break here, is Tony Watson. Yeah. I ho- really hope, Rich, uh, that you didn't have Trevor God going anywhere on the weekend. I, I did not. In, in, okay. I didn't either. Thank goodness, because we saw back-to-back SmackDowns that were biblical in nature. Uh, man, his, his ERA, I believe, heading into the weekend was somewhere around one and a half, two. By the time the weekend over, back-to-back uh, five earned runs followed by four earned runs, uh, 12.86 on the season. I, I think we're going to see a change in San Francisco. Uh, most likely a committee, and Tom Watson gets the – that's not Tom. Tony Sorry. Watson gets the edge for, edge for me over Tyler Rogers. But it's likely to be a bullpen by committee scenario. I just can't see them until they figure out what's wrong with Trevor. God, I just can't see them wheeling him out after the beatdown he took. Yeah, agreed. To me, let's take the final break. We get back. Let's do your uh, – see your top – the 505. Okay, sounds good. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Five under five. That's what I meant to say. Real, real quick, Timmy. Oh, no, we'll take it. We'll, we'll do this after. I got something to share with you. I, I don't know okay. if you heard it or not. It's kind of obscure music thing. We'll, we'll do that at the end. Um, okay. Your five under five starts with Mike Brousseau with the Tampa Bay Rays. Every time you look up, Timmy, he seems like he's doing something. Well, yeah, and you, you look at his numbers last year at Triple uh, A. You know, sixteen homers, sixty RBIs, and two hundred seventy at bats. That's that's nice numbers. Uh, I also noticed that I've got him listed in, in NL only fa- formats. That probably should be changed to AL only, Rich. Okay, I will fix that for you, Tim. Yeah. I think I, I think I already did. Mm. Okay, yeah, no, he qualifies at first, second, third in the outfield. Okay, in deeper leagues, I, I think you should give him a look because he's a perfect Tampa Bay player. He plays all over the place. He'll platoon, and right now he's he's hitting well. So, uh, in deeper formats, NL NL AL only formats, uh, give him a look. Some people might think Timmy he's a perfect fit for NL formats. Uh, yes, they might. <laughs> <laughs> oh, guess guess who just hit a home run? Vlad Jr. 
No, really? He really did, Tim. Was there a bunch of tapes? Uh, I'm watching the highlight. I've got it on right now. I'm watching the highlight. I switched switched channels. Uh, Yeah, yeah, nice, solid swing. (laughs) Right. Oh, good for him. And he he gave it a walk, chucked his bat, and now he's running around the bases and should get to home in about 40 seconds. There you go. Ryan Castellini, Timmy, uh, I'm surprised you got a Colorado Rocky pitcher on here. Well, so am I. And uh, again, He's pitching well. Okay, so I did a little digging, and he got absolutely beat up last year at AAA Albuquerque. So I, I, don't, I don't know what's going on with this kid, but he's got a 94-mile-an-hour fastball. He's only allowed one earned run in eight and two-thirds, ten strikeouts. Uh, I think the whip's sitting at about .6. Uh, he intrigues me, so I added him there for the deepest of the deeper deeper leagues, and he's in an NL only, uh, a cow, uh, uh, a picture that might, might be worth rostering in, in those deep leagues, Rich. Yeah. I have to tell you, Tim, I don't know a lot about him. So, uh, but I will go take a look as well. Uh, Danny okay. Mendick, Tim, we've talked about him a lot. Yep. Do you have any other comments on Danny Mendick? 1% rostered. He is available. Go get him. He's going to play full time. Yeah. Yeah. I, and, and as you said, and I think you're uh, completely accurate here, it is about, if this season amongst everything else, it is about at-bats. Well, yeah, you got to generate at-bats and innings pitched. And if you falter in generating generating those raw numbers, you're toast. Yeah. It's kind of like in fantasy football, if you make a mistake and roster a running back and he's he's he doesn't play that week that really hurts cuz there's just not many games well yeah you're you're dealing with what 16 weeks or whatever yeah yeah basically that's the that's the equivalent of 16 games of baseball yeah uh football's not very forgiving in that way is it every uh every baseball game is worth 2.7 games right so that's that's what it is so it's pretty remarkable so you you get a guy on the IL for 10 days uh we were just talking about Bo Bichette if he's out the minimum of 10 days that's that's like missing a month yeah it's you you're in trouble yep Roman Quinn we talked about this as we were prepping for the show it just sucks I mean poor Roman Quinn he stayed healthy Tim no bruises no pulled muscles and he's on the COVID IL they don't he hasn't tested positive but he has a lot of symptoms so they've they've taken uh, extreme caution and put him on the COVID IL which he is he can come back at any point he doesn't have to stay on there for 10 days no, all he needs to do is get two positive tests. But it was a perfect negative test. Negative test. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, positive. I meant in regards to yeah, not being positive. Yeah, good tests. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Scott Kingery's hurting. You know, Hazley's on the IL. It was a perfect opportunity for Quinn. And ah, man, it, like you said, it just sucks. It, it really does. I will say one thing though. I, I do like the approach. Uh, better to be safe than sorry. Uh, and definitely a, a much better approach to the whole situation than we saw from a couple of Cleveland pitchers who are now pitching at the alter, alternate site for a week or two, right? Is you that got, true? Because like, that, that's what you had wanted. Yeah. No, they activated uh, They activated them, and they had a team meeting, and the team decided uh, and supported apparently by Terry Francona that uh, – 
they were activated and sent to the alternate site. That's uh, that's actually wow. That's shocking to me, uh, mm-hmm. and but actually a little encouraging for 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 humanity, Tim. That actually we've got some balls going around here. I think that's fantastic. I think it is too. Uh, and you know, uh, I, I know Plesak. He he got major fly. I guess he put something up on Instagram. A sort of an apology or whatever. And he was doing it while he was driving his car with his seatbelt under his arm. <laughs> Dear Lord. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Buy, the, the, buy, life, buy life, life of, the life of the privilege, Rich. But any, anyhow, I, I just hope that uh, Roman Quinn uh, gets two negative results, which are positive, and he ends up back on the field. For look, look, if and I'll do seriousness about Roman Quinn. Uh, Tim and I talk about him a lot, uh, partly because the poor guy just can't stay healthy. He's not a superstar, Tim. He's likely a fourth outfielder, but he can play. He's got skills. He's not void of power. He's got a little bit of pop. He can fly. He's a really good center fielder. He can play if he gets the chance. Well, yeah, I I could see uh, I could see a ten home run, twenty five to thirty stolen base season with five hundred at bats, and good defense in center field. Yeah, I, I think a little it's it's a little much of the power for me, more like five to eight. But I think okay. even more stolen bases, depending on where he hits in the lineup. But I mean, the poor guy. I mean, you got to feel for him. He just cannot stay healthy, and it's like. Mm. All right, he's on the COVID IL. Of course he is. You know, it's like yes, yes. What took okay. him so long? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's been a couple of weeks. Like, yeah, really. Like, yeah, really. So last guy is Chance Cisco. He's well thought of in the Baltimore organization. Coming through the minor leagues and available in more leagues, I think, Timmy, than uh, his pedigree would say. Well, yeah. Right now at CBS, he's rostered to the tune of five percent. Well, he's got a couple homers, but he's he's hitting for average, I believe. His batting average is somewhere around the 300 mark. And in one of my leagues, the two catchers I have don't add up to 300. <laughs> and in a lot of leagues, it must be the same. So if you're looking that, for... That joke, Timmy, you, you, can we retire that joke <laughs> about okay. adding the batting average of the two catchers? <laughs> I mean, so... <laughs> uh, yeah, most of them aren't hitting as good as, you know, a screen door on a submarine. <laughs> that, <right>? that's, <laughs> that's fantastic. Give me some more of that, but the, the batting average adding up to, to <laughs> below the Mendoza line, whatever, we, we got it, Timmy. Move okay. on. <laughs> retired, retired. Retiring. I'm over it. You can bring it up next year. <laughs> okay, okay. Yes, a new season. By then, you know, everybody, everybody will have forgotten about it. Timmy, I, I, I will say um, this waiver wire is one of my favorites um, because, I mean, it is – there's a – I don't know how many names are in here. There's a ton of names. And there's – usually there's sometimes you, you go, wow, I don't know about that guy. Most of these names are like guys that should be owned and, and are getting the playing time. And I know that people they can't watch every game. They can't know yeah. who's going to get the playing time. And you've done that work for them. And just huge kudos to you because I, it's really, really good. Oh, thanks, Rich. I appreciate it. I, uh, one, one of the reasons that I started, uh, started doing a waiver wire a number of years ago is because I found a lot of them were too generic for me. I played in deeper 15 and 20 team leagues, and there wasn't information on players like, uh, what's a good example, Castel, Castellani in mm-hmm. Colorado, uh, or, 
or or situations that develop where players get hot, like Nick Solak and Kelbert uh, Reed. Yeah, him too. Uh, getting called up. By the way, uh, he hit a home run. He's hitting a home run today already. Cabert Ruiz, oh, first home run of the year. Is that his first at? No, no. Is that his first at bat? Uh, well, it's his. I I think so. Yeah, it was his first at bat, third inning. He was batting ninth. So first at bat, a home run. That's pretty cool. Wow. That is awesome. But uh, again, I, I try when I do the waiver wire to go as deep as possible, cover ALNL only leagues, deeper 15 and 20 team leagues, and do some do some projecting and throwing some of those thoughts. So I'm, I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that you enjoy it. And I hope our listeners enjoy it as well, because I, I put a lot of time into it and, and I love doing it. I, I agree. Timmy, we've got we're way over already. We went way over on Friday. We're an hour and 15 minutes. I just want to I got a couple of extra questions here. I'm going to okay. cherry pick a couple. One I got to do because it was a listener question. So I think I'm going to go there right. first. Uh, Danny asked, who was the best option to pick up this week on waivers? Clint Frazier, Willie or Will Castro, I think it's Willie Castro, or Luis Garcia. I'm leaning Castro because of his clear path to playing time, but I think I'm in the minority. Thanks. Huge fan, Timmy. Ah, uh, huge fan. Uh, I appreciate that, huge huge fan. Uh, <laughs> when you look at playing time, yeah, I, I get where you're going, but I think Clint Frazier has a very clear path to playing time as well. Because I don't see I don't see a quick return uh, to the field, definitely for Stanton, and odds are pretty good for Judge as well. Okay, what's the rush? The Yankees are still winning games. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's not like they have to get these guys back quick. And I think Frazier is going to play full time for the next four four or five weeks. So uh, he's got the skills. He's proven it in the past three games. He's proved it in the past. So uh, Clint Frazier is my choice. Uh, Hands down choice at that, Rich. Yeah, it's funny. I responded to him and uh, I said, Tim and I will discuss tonight. Frazier has the highest upside, but you are correct. Castro looks like he will play and that carries weight. Plus, as you know, it seems like the Yankees don't want to give the job to Frazier. But you knew all of that. So that's why I wanted to talk to you because Frazier is clearly the best of those three players. Uh, I mean, Castro is going to get the playing time, but if you believe that Frazier gets the playing time at least for the next two to three weeks, then I believe it is Frazier. Just know, Danny and Tim here, that the Yankees hate. They have a history of hating Clint Frazier, so it could change. Yeah, oh, no, it it could. But uh, if playing time's an issue, I don't see playing time, that playing time should be an issue for Clint, Clint Frazier. Right. Uh, next question, Timmy. Tony Gonsolin, I mean, he was impressive. He's, In fact, he's been impressive, impressive almost every time he's gone out and pitched. In fact, last year, he was more effective than Dustin May was in both. Yeah. If you recall, Dustin May got sent to the bullpen. Gonsolin down the stretch was the guy that kept starting. I know he's not as well thought of, clearly doesn't have the same kind of stuff. But, Timmy, he's actually probably a number three starter and he looks like he's going to get another start on Tuesday. Question for you is, why didn't he make your waiver wire? And it's somebody that you're interested in. Uh, he did make my waiver wire originally. He was a cut. Oh, he was a cut. So why didn't, yeah. why, why didn't he just, just ran out of room? Or are you not? Do you think he I, won't get consistent playing time? 
I wasn't uh, I wasn't sure if he was going to start this week. That information didn't come up till this morning, and I got to be brutally honest with you. I was by the time I saw and figured Casey Mize out. I wrote Casey Mize up at five minutes to two, Rich, my time, five minutes to three, your time. I was just too, too lazy to go and read <laughs> when I ran out of time. Wow. Tim, uh, Tim burying his soul here. That's, that's very impressive, Tim. Well, yeah, I'm not wearing socks, so of course I'm burying my soul. <laughs> okay. Both of them. Oh, Lord. Okay, well, I, that, I'm not even going to give you a rim shot on that. That's marginal, but very funny, actually. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm, I had put my best foot forward, or I'd trip over it while I was doing it. I like oh, yeah, that, now you're just piling on a you know, double rim shot there. So, so serious about Gonsolin. It's a guy, if he gets that start on Tuesday and pitches well, everybody seems to be pitching well, though, and besides um, um I was just going to say, he's Bueller. no Walker Bueller, if that helps, Rich. <laughs> uh, uh. Would, would you start him this week? Would you go and spend a couple hundred dollars and fab on him? I mean, what would you do? I wouldn't spend a couple hundred dollars of fab on him because I don't think you have to. Okay, I think the big chase is going to be is going to be Mize. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, so I don't think you have to spend that kind of money, but definitely he's on my radar. Especially after I heard he was starting on Tuesday, that was my that was my concern when I read him, wrote him up originally. Had him in there, had the percentage owned the whole nine yards, and I just thought, uh, is he going to start? Isn't he going to start? And I just backed off and 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 pulled him. But no, he's been pitching well. I, I don't know what the Dodgers are going to do. They've they got a wealth of talent at pitching. You know, they got they got Gray, who's not far off. Yeah, they get Gonsal and Stripling. There's a lot of woods on the IL right now. Uh, you know what they say? You can never have enough starting pitching. Mm-hmm. And the Dodgers are proving it because they're finding a way each and every year to get these guys work and get, get you know, good solid work in. So, you know, hey, you know, Kershaw misses a few games, so you see Stripling, you see Gonsolin. You know, at some point in time, somebody's pushed back a day towards the end of the season. So, again, there's a few more starts. Yeah, I like Gonsolin. I, I really do. But I don't know what long term they're going to, you know, when they determine Gray is ready, then what happens with Gonsolin? What happens with Stripling? You know yeah. what I mean? It's, yeah, I totally agree. Uh, speaking of Dustin May, it uh, looked like he was off to another solid start in um, uh, Rendon. Rendon just hit a 98 mile an hour sinker that was moving for a home run. So, uh, but still, they're up seven to two on the Angels up against Shohei Otani. I mean, May Bueller, you could throw Gonsolin in there. I think eventually they move some of those other guys at the back of the rotation, Tammy, and and bring in some extra pieces. I think they still need a better bullpen. Yeah. Trainin and Baez and Kenley Jansen. I'd like to see. I'd like to see another arm in there. Uh, I really would, and not one that throws at Houston pitchers and gets suspended. Uh, uh, I think they need one more good arm. Maybe, maybe, maybe Gonsolin Stripling is the answer there. Yeah. You know, long long term. Uh, but again, you can't have enough. You can't have. You can't have too much starting pitching. And you know, hey, Clayton Kersh- Kershaw. I, I'm. 
I'm I'm not hoping, but again, he could miss a start, you know, with the back if it acts up. So at least they got themselves covered, unlike yeah, a lot of teams out there. For sure. But, you know, we're, we're trying to estimate playing time and just trying to figure out if these guys are worth, I mean, how, I mean, that's the trick in doing um, fab and why there's no rule book that tells you how to do this. You don't, Gonson's a good pitcher. You just don't know how much money of your fab do you spend on this guy because he might get two starts the rest of the season. Well, yeah, and he could end up being a full-time player, which is That's why right. I think you have to temper your expectations and your bidding has to, you know, when you look at, you know, here's a good example. Who who do you bid more for if they were both available today? Brady Singer or Tony Gonsolin? Uh, Gonsolin's a better pitcher for me. I think Brady Singer's got the better arm, but he's a reliever. Uh, Singer's getting the starts. I think he's starting to get figured out a little bit. The last couple of outings were a little bit tough. They're going to get strikeouts, very few wins. I think I go Gonsolin. Yeah, and for me, I look at it and say, he's still pitching okay, and I know he's going to pitch every fifth day. So I might look at Singer a little bit in a more favorable light. Yes, yeah, so he's, he's going to get you more strikeouts. I'll give you that. I bet you Gonson, if he starts three or four games the rest of the way, gets more wins than Singer does. And I bet you the ratios are better. So, yeah, you're going to get strikeouts with Singer. But I think, I bet you, and we could do a steak and liquor if you want on this. That, that's probably too much work for uh, for Justin. But but I bet you Gonson beats, beats Singer three out of the four categories. That's possible, yeah. Yeah, but I don't want to yeah, do it because that's too that's too hard. <laughs> that's, yeah, a, that's actually you know, having to do how research. Can you, how, can you, how can you take a guy away from a job where he spends all of his time eating little debbies? Okay, that's right. All right, Timmy, yeah. one of two questions left. I'm going to uh, I'm going to hold the Oscar Mercado discussion okay. until Friday or till Thursday of next week because right. that could take a half an hour. Because uh, boy, that's just that's just gotten a little ugly just not playing so i'm gonna go and give you the order the top seven bats and fantasy and i think it's fascinating fernando tatis is number one i think that's okay charlie blackman's gotten off to a hot start so he's number two high batting average and you know the whole nine year trevor story's been great he's number three michael trout number four Aaron Judge will drop, but, I mean, he was off to a really good start. Mookie Betts is number six. Yep. And at number seven, Timmy, is Nelson, 40-year-old Nelson mm-hmm. Cruz. Yeah, you know what? I started predicting his demise about three years ago, and I'm at the stage now, Rich, where I'm going to have to predict it every year because eventually it's going to happen, right? Yeah. You and I you and I used to do oh. this with, with uh, Tony, and let's call it 10 years ago. And we used to talk about Nelson Cruz all the time, late bloomer. How much longer yep. is he going to be able to do it? Remember, Timmy? I mean, he was like, okay, so he was he was thirty, and he was starting to put it together. This is great, but how much longer can he do it? Ten years later, and he's, I think he's getting better every year. Oh yeah, he just keeps on. He's he's like that ever ready the the rabbit there. It just keeps on. It just keeps on moving. You I know, you I tweeted him every year, and he just goes out there, hits home runs, hits for average. Drives in runs, uh, yeah, it, it's remarkable. It really is. I, I take my hat off to Nelson Cruz and s- salute him because not too many uh, in the history of our game have produced numbers like that. 
between the age of 35 and 40. Yeah. Now, I tweeted this out, and I think it was our good friend Tim Weber, and if I got it wrong, I apologize to the guy who commented on that. And he said, yeah, but the PED suspension is going to hurt his quote-unquote legacy. And I've got the thinking, yeah, probably will. I mean, it's that's a bummer, because remember that happened a few years ago. And then you worry, well, what else is going on, you know? But, uh, I mean, do you think that that taints what he's been able to do here late in his career? Well, uh, I don't think it does. Hmm. I think at some point in time, you know, you know, Barry Bonds, uh, Roger Clemens, they're a Hall of Fame-worthy players. Okay, they will pay a small penance. But I don't think it affects their overall destination it might cost them a year or two mm-hmm. but you know you know david ortiz also falls into that category i believe but he never got he wasn't he never was a ped guy was he uh, always suspected yes I, I i think did he show up in the mitchell report i'll have to look it up you're really going to read the mitchell report <laughs> <laughs> so. No, what I will do is I got this googly thing figured out. Oh, oh, was 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 David Ortiz mentioned in the Mitchell report? And it gives me the answers. It's like uh, magic, Rich. And you called it googly. So let's see, Mitchell report. Um, David Ortiz. David Ortiz. Let's see, Mitchell report is wrong. David Ortiz never used a banned substance. So. Okay. Yeah, so I don't know. So he was mentioned. It sounds like, based on that headline from Bleacher Report, that uh, he was maybe he was mentioned. Yeah. Uh, again, I, I think as we get older and that era becomes further and further away for not only us, okay, but for the voting members, okay, uh, of the Hall of Fame, I I think uh, it diminishes a little bit with each and every year. Mm. And so Clemens, so Clemens and Bonds get in. Yeah, I think they do at some point. In time. But they're, it's like five or six years now they've been turned down. I mean, it's starting to run out of time. Yeah, it, it, I think it will eventually happen. They're they're paying a price for their indiscretions. And, so they're in the alternate site at the moment. Uh, they're at the alternate site. That's correct, Rich. <laughs> okay. uh, I think eventually it happens. The only one that I don't see. Okay. Uh, is Pete Rose. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's one thing to be guilty of something. Okay. And, and apologize for it. Okay. Uh, and, and accept that, but lying, there's a, that, that, that comes into a whole different level as far as I'm concerned. Right. Yeah. You know, Pete Rose had a note. Okay. He didn't take advantage of it and he dug his hole even deeper. So, yeah. Uh, other than Pete Rose and maybe Rafael Palmero, I, I think uh, I think all the big bats from that generation will eventually get in the Hall of Fame. Good stuff. All right, Timmy, we're going to take our final break. We get back. It's going to be non-baseball talk. So if you're tired of us, we've gone gone an hour and a half. Don't listen anymore, Timmy. But I I got to ask you what you're having for dinner. I'm going to get killed by my wife. Okay, I could enjoy this. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. 
online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Rory asked me after every recording, well, what's Tim having for dinner? What's he having for lunch? And I said, well, we didn't do that segment. And she like looks at me like, like that's the best segment. What do you mean you're not to that segment? I'm like, I, 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 we can't do it every time. And it's like, yes, you have to do it every time. I'm like, oh, okay. So, well, Lori's such a nice person. I can't see her ever beating up. She's all. I grant, I, I've only met her those two, but she was always smiling, and she had a really bad cold. She's always upbeat. And she, happy, she might but... be the nicest person oh. you've ever met, Timmy. I mean, she literally yes. is. She she's just very kind hearted. I mean, it is it is remarkable. She, I mean, she gives people encouragement. I mean, she'll drop drop you a line when when you're not thinking about. It. She'll send you gifts. I mean, it's it's like everybody loves my wife, and they're like, yeah. like they'll come in, they'll come and they'll talk, and, and they'll go, oh oh, you're still here. Oh hi, how you doing, Rich? I'm like, yeah, I'm still here. <laughs> I'm still here. Hello. <laughs> Exactly. But before we do that, Timmy, I I want to talk music real quick. And I didn't I did not know this. I saw it on Joe Bonamassa's Instagram. This is very obscure, but my one of my favorite bands growing up was UFO because I was a huge Michael Shanker fan. Right. And Bay and Best and all those guys. Yeah. So yeah, it was a great band. Um, And I did not realize that Pete Way was very ill. He had a couple of bouts with cancer, and then he got into a terrible car accident or a motorcycle accident and never really recovered from his injuries, and he actually died last night. And that was a real uh-huh. bummer because only 69 years old. He was the founder of that band. Um, and what Joe Bonamassa said in this post, which blew me away because I did not know this, so it's bad that okay. Pete Way dies. And then you find yeah. out this story that Joe Bonamassa, when he was 18 years old, long after Michael Schenker had left that band, actually right. auditioned for UFO. And uh, and wow. he said it was a great experience. He was a young guitar player and you know knew all the songs and was playing. And eventually they gave it to Vinnie Moore, who's a, is an amazing guitar player and probably more in that metal, hard rock kind of genre than, than Joe Bonamassa's. And he talked about in his in his Instagram post, like how if he had joined that band, that could have changed his whole musical career. And if he would have done that, we might not have ever heard of Joe Bonamassa because he could have gone into kind of a different kind of style. And maybe he didn't really learn how to sing because that was something he learned how to sing later in his career. Right. After he realized that for him to be an artist, he had to learn how to sing. Um, so I thought that yeah, was like he, he, fascinating. He wasn't a vocalist no, by uh-uh. trade. That was after the fact. Yeah, that's that right. Dumb. He was a he was a child prodigy as a guitar player, and oh. and when I saw that, so I was first I was bummed about Pete Way, but then this story. And I don't know if you're a uh, 
a member of Instagram, Timmy, it's, it was like, it was a very long write up and he was really talking about Pete way and how, you know, how nice of a person he was and how gracious he was. Uh, and I, I, I was really blown away by that story. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't aware that Bonamasso had that, uh, had that opportunity. And, it didn't either. Uh, oh, yeah, and over the years, some of the other situations that have come up, uh, uh, oh, I'm, I'm having a brain cramp here, guitar phenom, uh, not Steve Vai, who's the other one? Joe Satriani? Yeah, Satriani. Do you know that he was uh, he was invited uh, to take over for Richie Blackmore in Deep Purple and pass that opportunity up? Yeah, yeah, I had heard that. Uh, yeah, so many so many things happen over the years, and you know, so many auditions. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna take I'm gonna do one better than that. Okay. Do you know that Michael Schenker auditioned for the Rolling Stones? No, that I did. I wasn't a Michael <laughs> Schenker and Mick Jagger saw the same stage with and, Keith Richards. Oh, and, dear Lord. Oh, 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 oh. Sorry. Um, yeah, the, he auditioned because he had played on a couple of of the recordings. And apparently, oh. I think it was with, um, uh, what's his face? You know, it was always drug-induced. Uh, not Ron Wood, the, you know, the other guy. Um, and they were... Taylor? Mick Taylor? No, no, the guitar uh, player. You know, the legendary guitar player. That did oh, not. Brian Taylor, the one that OD'd? No, no. So, so Ron Wood uh, is the one guitar player. You know, who's the Keith Richards. Keith Richards. Thank you. Yeah. Keith Richards was in and out of rehab and his whole life. <laughs> his whole life. I mean, back in the early days, they thought that they would replace him with Michael yeah. Shanker, which would have been a complete disaster, right? Because I had this, well, like, yeah, you know, it's... completely different style. And, you know, mm. if they would have done that, imagine if, if the Stones would have done that, you probably never would have heard of them. I mean, they would have they would yeah. have gone completely in a different direction. Well, there's a rumor that Rory Gallagher also auditioned for the Stones at one point well, in time. I'm, that actually might have worked. <laughs> yeah. Question, question for you as a guitarist, Rich. Mm-hmm. Okay, Schenker's style is very, very pronounced. He's got that definite slouch, okay, and he rests his V on his one on his right leg, I believe it is. Yes, sir. Is is that because of the weight of the guitar, nope. or is it just a style he's nope. developed to accommodate the flying V? Which nope. one is it? So it is. So he puts the flying V, but you know, as he rests on his leg, as you said, and he right. actually uses his legs to bend the guitar to get vibrato out of it. Wow. So that's part of his his tone is that sound. So if you listen really closely to a lot of his solos, you hear this incredible vibrato, and that's his leg actually kind of bending the guitar to give it a little shimmy to it. And uh, it's pretty remarkable. Cool. And I, I'd only seen that, but I thought that was very interesting. I'd never owned a Flying V because it's one of the guitars I've always wanted to own, but I'm not allowed to buy any more guitars. So I can't. <laughs> I can't I'll never own one. Um, okay. um, but then so I heard what you're in, saying is Lori is very nice, but there are lines. There are some rules, right? <laughs> in fact, we will be – you've seen my guitar wall in our other house, right? So that's, that's going to be yeah. in this room I'm in very soon. So uh, we've got guys coming in to – put the put them up so uh, so i'm pretty excited about that but uh but i heard him in an interview probably four or five years ago and he talked about that and how he used the guitar to create the verbato and i'm like i thought so you know because it it was just such an interesting sound and trying to figure out how he got that and that's part of his that's part of his his magic and it's, it's actually pretty cool 
Yeah, it looks so uncomfortable, though. It does. When you view it on stage, man, it, it almost looks like he's crippled. Interesting enough, a flying V is actually not that heavy of a guitar because a lot of the stuff is cut away. So if you play a Les Paul, if, I don't know, Tim, you've ever had a Les Paul around your neck? Uh, I've never had one around my neck, but I've held one. Yeah, they're it's heavy. really, really heavy, right? And you play that, you know, for three hours. I mean, you're like, <laughs> you're like, oh my god. But you know, so the V. A lot of guys actually switched to the V because it was just a lighter weight uh, instrument. But uh, same thing was true. Yeah, with some I, of the I, other. I remember games. Jimmy Page in his youth. Okay, playing with his Les Paul at his knees and flinging it all over the place and thinking, man, he's got to be in good shape to pull that off. I will tell you, when I was early in my playing career, I, mm-hmm. I, I found it difficult. I, have a, I must have a slightly longer torso than I do my arms, right? Not that I have short arms, but I can't. And, and you want it to look cool like Jimmy Page or Slash where right. you play the guitar down at your knees. I couldn't play it. It was down too low, and you couldn't curl your fingers around enough to play with any intonation. And I actually preferred to play like some of the jazz guitar players with it way up in your chest because it's so much easier to play. But you can't do that because you look like a complete dork. <laughs> so, you, look like, you, you look like Mark Knopfler, right? Exactly. Like, like from Dire, dire Straits. Exactly. And it, and it was like, yeah. no, you got to play it down a little bit to look cool. So that's what I did. But uh, it was it's always that's why when you play, when you do studio work, you always play sitting down because it's so much easier to play. And you, you're able to do a lot, lot better intonation. You're able to, to, to clutch the strings better. Yeah, I know some of the best work that I've seen Bonamassa do is when he's sitting. Yeah. So much yeah. easier to play. So much more easier to play. I don't know how Jimmy Page in the early days, and, and particularly Slash, I don't know how those guys played as well as they did with the guitar solo. I mean, they must have either extremely long arms or something, because I, I can't do it. Well, yeah, it, it always amazed me with Page, because he flung that uh, guitar around pretty good. Yeah, you know, I mean it. Uh, but he was a uh, sloppy player too. A lot of people, yeah. I mean, you hold him he up and he, a tremendous guitar player, but he he made he he slurred a lot of his his runs and so forth. That's why they're actually kind of hard to play because it's like, what's he doing there? Oh, he's accidentally hitting two notes at the same time. <laughs> well, and I I think some of it might have been chemically induced. Yeah, that that is true. That is true. <laughs> but anyway, so that's uh, that's my Joe Bonamassa story for all of those who three people out there who care and the two people that might have heard of Pete way. <laughs> and, and then you, well, I definitely one. I'll have to look that up when we get off the air. I was yeah. a big UFO fan. Yeah. All right, Timmy. Uh, most important thing is what's for dinner here. Well, what's for dinner tonight? Well, I made a roast the other day. Okay. Mm. okay. And I'm trying to think of what to do with the leftovers. So I'm going to have pasta tonight. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to cook the leftover, uh, roast beef. Mm-hmm. I'm going to mix it in with the pasta and go a little lighter on the noodles. But I'm going to have rigatoni with spaghetti sauce, doused roast beef for supper tonight. Wow. That actually sounds really good. So let me make sure. So you got the rigatoni pasta along with right. some tomato sauce with beef thrown in. Yeah, I'm just going to take uh, the, the roast beef. I, I cooked it at, I always cook my roast beef at about 200 degrees, really low temperature. Mm-hmm. And I cook it for a bit, a bit longer. I, I find it becomes very, very juicy if you cook it that way. Okay, That's you good. don't. Yeah, you don't kill it. So what I, like I said, what I'm going to do now is take and immerse it in the spaghetti sauce and just sort of pour it all over my pasta wow. and right, so, have, my, have my leftovers. Right, that way. 
Follow-up question, may I? Mm-hmm. I I've heard mm-hmm. nothing of butter or cheese. Um, no. Oh, my God. Oh. No, but, no, but you know what? <laughs> uh, I had toast this morning. <laughs> okay. And to make up for it, I buttered both sides, Rich. Yeah. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> of course, I expect nothing else. So, uh, well, that's uh, uh, that sounds great, Timmy. That's that's that sounds really really. What really about good. you and Lori? What, what, She's making gumbo. For... She's making uh, seafood gumbo. She got shrimp Ooh, and nice. uh, and crab meat, and then uh, I think we talked about how to make gumbo. I, I'm not exactly sure, but it's mm-hmm. that's one of her things. She loves making gumbo over a little bit of rice and that'll be it. I think you've got vegetables and I think some okra actually is part of gumbo. So, Ooh. Uh, If I'm ever privileged enough to secure an invite to your beach house, Rich, and visit, I would love to try some of Lori's gumbo over rice. It sounds amazing. Timmy, you, you, have, you have a standing invitation. They're, they're, you're welcome to come anytime you want. So uh, I, can't, I can't sit. You can't sit. You're, you're able to come anytime you want, as soon as the COVID uh, stuff's over. Because I know you don't really want to visit the U.S. So, oh, I did have a follow-up COVID question for you. Okay. First of all, did you get your beard shaved? As a matter of fact, Rich, uh, I'm going to click on the video right now. Turn on video. Okay, I'll do the same. Okay. I still see your dog. Is that Scruffy? Uh, Is that Scruffy? Oh, camera's on now. Clean. Okay, start sharing. Do I want to share? Yes, no. start sharing. So many questions. I just hit the little camera. Just there it is. There it is. There. There oh, we go. My. That's me. I don't want to see me. No, where the heck am I here? I'm up in this corner. Hmm. Share. Oh, there's a question coming up. There's so many questions here. Okay, we'll put that on. Okay, there you share, are. Share screen. I don't Stop. know why I see myself. I'm not interested in me. Oh, I. I I'm not, uh, what I've done here? I saw. I saw it briefly, Timmy. It your. Uh, it, it's it's gone, Rich. I know. It, you look all handsome. Well, uh, the hair is still long, but I I'm putting it in a ponytail. I keep seeing myself, Timmy. I have no idea what I've done. Anyway, that's good to know. But I did have a follow-up question for you. Okay. You said that that you had to get it done by the 17th, I believe, because that's mm-hmm. when they're going to require masks to be worn again. I didn't right. understand that. That seems to be the reverse of what you would think, that, you know, that masks are required now, but in the future when things are better... We're going to allow masks not to be required, but for you, it was exactly the opposite. Why? Why is that? Well, what they're what they're attempting to do, Rich, is uh, right now, uh, especially in this area, COVID's not a problem. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, and what what is uh, okay video? I, I just saw you, Timmy, and then you just went away. <laughs> yeah, don't worry I about don't it. T- tell us the story. So anyhow, well, what's happening is COVID is, uh, we're in relatively good shape. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, what's happening is they are anticipating uh, an increase in problems as we get into fall with the kids going back to school. And let's face it, uh, September, October is cold season. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, so even though things are fairly under control, they're being proactive. Okay. And, and what they're doing is they're trying to get a jump on what could be occurring uh, in September, October. I got so it. As a, as a result, like I said, they're just being proactive, and I think it's I think it's a good approach to take. I really do. Uh, you know, so much of what we do is reactive in nature. I think that this approach is a very very solid one, and I, I uh, as as much as I really don't enjoy wearing a mask on a regular basis i think it's a smart thing to do for not only myself but i think it's smart to do for everybody else so uh again uh, that's that's what we're got it makes sense now that you've explained it i'm glad i I did follow up so uh that's good that's good yeah yeah so anyhow that's that's where we're at and Starting, uh, Walmart already started nationally, coast to coast in Canada. Everybody has to wear a mask. Mm-hmm. As of Monday, everybody, uh, every other retail establishment and every other uh, enclosed public spot uh, place will be wearing masks in Canada. So, right. I'm, like I said, I think it's a smart route to take. Very good. Timmy, final comments on our show. Uh,. It was a good one, Rich. I, I, I thought it was Monday. really good, actually. I yes, enjoyed yes. it. Other, other than me being a little pet patronizing. Which That's, is... that, was, that was even better. That was the best part. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Uh, yes, and we introduced everybody to my screen door in a submarine phrase. phrase. So, yeah, it was a good day. Uh, uh, again, my thanks for your support as far as the waiver wire and correcting all my faux pas. It's greatly appreciated. And here's hoping our listeners uh, can get full value i'll be posting it uh on the facebook page at seven o'clock tonight and everybody can run on over and take a good look sounds good timmy everybody be well have a great uh week everyone and we will talk to you on thursday not friday thursday and then again on sunday timmy be well be well good stuff tim great stuff oh crap Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.